0: part 3 chapter 2 of old pioneers by willie cather the slippervox recording is in the public domain if alexandra had had much imagination she might have guessed what was going on in Maria's mind and she would have seen long before what was going on in emile's but that as emile himself had more than once reflected was alexandra's blindside and her life had not been of the kind to sharpen her vision her training had all been toward the end of making her proficient in what she had undertaken to do her personal life her own realization of herself was almost a subconscious existence like an underground river that came to the surface only here and there at the intervals months apart and then sank again to flow on under her own fields nevertheless the underground stream was there and it was because she had so much personality to put into her enterprises and succeeded in putting it into them so completely that her affairs prospered better than those of her neighbors there were certain days in her life outwardly uneventful which alexandra remembered as peculiarly happy days when she was close to the flat fallow world about her and felt as it were in her own body the joyous germination in the soil there were days too which she and emile had spent together upon which she loved to look back there had been such a day when they were down on the river in the dry year looking over the land they had made an early start one morning and had driven a long way before noon when Emil said he was hungry they drew back from the road gave brigham his oats among the bushes and climbed up to the top of a grassy bluff to eat their lunch under the shade of some little elm trees the river was clear there and shallow since there had been no rain and it ran in ripples over the sparkling sand under the overhanging willows of the opposite bank there was an inlet where the water was deeper and flowed so slowly that it seemed to sleep in the sun in this little bay a single wild duck was swimming and diving and preening her feathers disporting herself very happily in the flickering light and shade they sat for a long time watching the solitary bird take its pleasure. No living thing had ever seemed to Alexandra as beautiful as that wild duck. Emile must have felt about it as she did, for afterward, when they were at home, he used sometimes to say, Sister, you know our duck down there? Alexandra remembered that day as one of the happiest in her life. Years afterward, she thought of the duck as still there, swimming and diving all by herself in the sunlight a kind of enchanted bird that did not know age or change most of alexandra's happy memories were as impersonal as this one yet to her they were very personal her mind was a white book with clear writing about weather and beasts and growing things not many people would have cared to read it only a happy few she had never been in love she had never indulged in sentimental reveries even as a girl she had looked upon men as workfellows she had grown up in serious times there was one fancy indeed which persisted through her girlhood it most often came to her on sunday mornings the one day in the week when she lay late abed listening to the familiar morning sounds the windmill singing in the brisk breeze emile whistling as he blacked his boots down by the kitchen door sometimes as she lay thus luxuriously idle her eyes closed she used to have an illusion of being lifted up bodily and carried lightly by someone very strong it was a man certainly who carried her but he was like no man she knew he was much larger and stronger and swifter and he carried her as easily as if she were a sheaf of wheat she never saw him but with eyes closed she could feel that he was yellow like the sunlight and there was the smell of ripe cornfields about him she could feel him approach bend over her and lift her and then she could feel herself being carried swiftly off across the fields after such a reverie she would rise hastily angry with herself and go down to the bath-house that was partitioned off the kitchen shed there she would stand in a tin tub and prosecute her bath with vigor finishing it by pouring buckets of cold well water over her gleaming white body, which no man on the divide could have carried very far. As she grew older, this fancy more often came to her when she was tired than when she was fresh and strong. Sometimes, after she had been in the open all day, overseeing the branding of the cattle or the loading of the pigs, she would come in chilled, take a concoction of spices and warm home-made wine and go to bed with her body actually aching with fatigue then just before she went to sleep she had the old sensation of being lifted and carried by a strong being who took from her all her bodily weariness end of chapter two part three end of part three